This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Now, from BetQL, it's time for the Daily Tip with Michael Jenkins. Dang it, he's talented. And let's be honest, I go for ambition, not luck. And Chelsea Messenger. Don't kill the messenger, or the messenger will kill you. Hey, Dad, don't forget about me, the dunkster. Presented by BetMGM. Good morning, everyone. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM on a Wednesday. Coming up in the next three hours, we get your morning started by looking back at what we missed last night in the NBA and which of our bets hit. We will look back at the semifinals of the college football playoff, and by that I mean everything I experienced in New Orleans, the good, the bad, and sometimes the very ugly. New Orleans always wins. At 6.45, a look at the week ahead in the final season or regular season of the NFL with the Bills and Dolphins hooking up in Miami. In the 7 o'clock hour, more from the NFL when we play Read and React. BetQL's Lucy Burge joins the show at 7.20 before we play our weekly survivor pool at 7.45. And finally, during the 8 o'clock hour, our best bets today from the NBA. BetQL's Kate Constable at 8.20 on this Women of Wager Team at Wednesday and the Darkster at 8.45. Chelsea, good to see your face on this Wednesday. What's happening? Is it good to see my face? I feel like Mm. the day that you come back from work is, or come back from vacation is the absolute worst. Like, I had it yesterday. Yeah. And let me tell you, the night before, I just laid in bed. I was like, go to bed, go to bed, go to bed. It's time to go to sleep. Close your eyes. And I couldn't do it. So I feel like you're probably in that state right now. But let yes. me tell you, Jenks, it does get better. Like the second day back, does it? way better. I don't know. doesn't feel like it yet. It hit me yesterday <laughs> when I was in the airport before getting on the plane and I was working on the show before I got on the plane. And I was like, I've got to knock some of this out because I can't do it. Because my plane didn't get back from New Orleans until like 7.30. So it wasn't too late. But I didn't want to work until 9.30 or 10 last night. So I hustled in the airport, got on the plane, and had most of it done. So that was nice. But, yeah, you're right, Chelsea. When you wake up after a little break, you're like, uh, I don't know. Maybe today's the day I just don't show up for work. And then <laughs> I got a lot of explaining to do. But here I am. Glad to be back. What's going on with you? What have I missed during my small respite away from this show? Oh, absolutely nothing. Uh, last what? night I had the fun experience of re-experiencing mm. The sweat of college basketball bets. So we were trying to do something and watch something other than sports. Uh, so we picked a show on Netflix that we were watching. But during the show, the whole time I had my like box score up. I was like, come on, SIU. You know, me just over here sweating. 
Southern Illinois basketball while we're supposed to be watching this thriller. But let me tell you, college basketball games are an absolute sweat. Like, I feel like in football, there are bets where you feel like you've won them in the first half. And like props, you can win in the first half. College basketball, unless it's an absolute blowout, like a six point lead, man, that game was an absolute sweat. Like every single two seconds, I was like, refresh, refresh. Oh my God, he missed a foul shot. Refresh, refresh. So welcome back. Sweats of college basketball. God, you're stressing me out. Listen to that. Refresh, refresh, refresh. I got to download that MLB app or delete it, actually. Not download it. I haven't downloaded it. I know baseball season isn't here yet, but you got me under that last year, and that was like saying, hey, Jinx, try this crack. It's free. Now, the rest is on your own, but have this and just constantly watching balls and strikes come in. Oh, my God. So I don't miss the refresh days of baseball. I haven't been so bad during college basketball or football because obviously it moves at a different pace but good on you you got the win so you have to be happy you had SIU minus five and a half you got a 10 point winner what were you worried about oh, well this line was dropping all day long so we do our show early in the morning and it was five and a half and it dropped all the way to three and a half I was like okay what am I missing here clearly there's some money coming in on Belmont and these are not mm-hmm. big schools that's the thing when you see line movements in these like small games Clearly, somebody's betting on something that knows something. Uh, But they didn't know that much. They didn't know more than me uh, because it was a (laughs) 10-point winner for SIU. I think the angle here was Belmont is a team that relies really heavily on hot shooting, but they hadn't played since December 20th. And that was kind of the angle that I'm trying to find something again today because this is the one time in the season where you're going to have a really long layoff. Because uh, think about it, if you're a team that's been, you know, spending time with your family yeah. and not shooting every single day, sometimes it can affect your shooting. But it affected both teams kind of in the first half. Neither of these teams shot particularly well, but SIU went on a run late in this game. And thank God we got the dub. SIU minus five and a half. Let's go. Let's go. Nice job, Chelsea. And what did you watch on Netflix, by the way, while you were refreshing your box score? Uh, It was a thriller, and I think it's Fool Me Once. Have you heard Mm. of it? I don't know if I have. I might have seen it. Have I seen it? It's new. I've seen it. It's It's new, It's new, and it's British, I believe. Oh. There's this guy that does a bunch of thrillers. I think his name is Harlan Cohen, uh, and he is a thriller uh, writer, I guess, for TV. But I was, like, looking up the actors and actresses. I was like, whoa, this girl's actually famous in, like, England. So it's, it was a different, (laughs) that's the thing. Like, I don't even know the actors that are famous here because I have been so busy watching sports because that is my goal for like this week is like, okay, Chelsea, you need to watch something other than sports just to take your mind off things for like a hot second. So we watched something last night. It's good. So I am entertained and we will continue watching. When you watch something where, not that this show has that, but when, there's a foreign language do you do you listen to the language and read the subtitles or do you switch it and then they have actors that speak english well you're not talking about the show i'm watching right because you know they speak the same language and no 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 no. 
<laughs> no, no, I'm saying it doesn't qualify for the show you're watching. I'm just saying in general, uh. if you run into a series or document or whatever it is where you hear, unless you speak that language, do you read the subtitles and hear the native language or do you switch it up where the actors are speaking English and what they're saying doesn't really match what their mouth movement is because obviously they're not speaking English? No, it means I'm not watching. I ain't oh, watching. Okay. If I have to watch like a show that's dubbed, no thank you. There are about 10,000 other things that I would rather be doing than watching something in another language. Have you ever done that where you see like a show that looks oh, good yeah. and then you start watching you're like, oh my God, this is in a different language. No, uh, I don't watch those. I don't have the patience. Oh, see, I'm just the opposite where I want to hear the native language and I'll read the subtitles. But then Catherine is different where she hates the subtitles. And so then I have to get used to someone speaking and they're speaking English, but their lip movement doesn't exactly match. So I have to kind of ignore that, which is hard for me. So I was just curious. There's no real white way to do that. Or actually, your solution is probably the best one, which is I just don't watch. It's either English or busted. <laughs> No way. Forget it. If it it's ain't America. English, forget about it. Want to watch America, that. forget about it, bro. <laughs> forget about it. Well, yesterday, Kate Constable filled it on the show. She had a one and two night. She had the Sixers laying 10 and a half against the Bulls. 76ers went 110.97. That was a dub. But a couple of losses had the Grizzlies team total over 123 and a half against the Spurs. Grizzlies 106 points in a 106.98 win. Kate also on the Grizzlies minus 10 and a half. So again, one and two for Kate. Dunkster went one on one. Blackhawks, Preds under six and a half. Nashville wins three nothing. That was a win. And then the Donkster taking a loss in Red Wing Sharks under six and a half. But the Wings win at five three. So for the week, Chelsea, you are one and oh. Kate is one and two. The Donkster two and one. It is the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is great to have you with us on a Wednesday morning. Let's take a gander at the NBA scoreboard, shall we? Last night, in Oklahoma City, the Thunder down the Celtics, 127-123. Thunder getting four points. They went outright and come home at plus 140 on the money line. Total set at 240, the overhits. Shea Gilgis, Alexander, our guy, 36 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Josh Giddy adds 23 points, eight boards. Chet Holmgren, 14-7. and seven. The Thunder break up Oklahoma City. They've won five straight. Eight of their last nine. And during that time, it has not been an easy stretch. They beat the Nuggets twice, then the Timberwolves, and now the Celtics. I think last week we were talking about if you want some value right now on a team that looks really good, that maybe has an outside shot or better than outside shot to win the NBA title, maybe take a look at the Thunder. I think this was a really important game for that reason. Usually mm -hmm. we kind of stick up our noses and say, oh, NBA regular season, who cares? But this was a big game for a young team in Oklahoma City. It was a great litmus test on how their offense would fare against one of the better defensive squads in the NBA. I saw some people taking the under on, you know, SGA. Good luck to you, my friend. We'll never be doing that. And for <laughs> good reason. Even against the toughest matchup, in the NBA, when you're looking at fantasy points allowed, SGA explodes in this one. 36 points, like you said. So I think these are great games for these young teams to see how they measure up 
to the best teams. And granted, this one was at Oklahoma City. It is a different feel when it is a playoff game and you're probably having to play on the road. But right now, this Oklahoma City Thunder team, 23-9 and and 14-5 and at home. So if they continue on this pace, there's a chance that mm-hmm. they'll be playing some playoff games maybe at home. Uh, so you're right, Oklahoma City, a team certainly to watch for. Yeah, they were, have been, unbelievable last mm-hmm. night. Great over the past couple weeks. Now, the Celtics made it close, cut an 18-point deficit to two points in the fourth quarter before falling short. Kristaps Porzingis leads the way for Boston with 34-10. and 10. Jason Tatum, 30 points and 13 rebounds in the loss. In Philadelphia, the Sixers beat the Bulls 110-97. Sixers laying 10.5 points. The Sixers minus 550 on the money line. Total set at BetMGM at 223 or 233.5 in the under hits. Joel Embiid has been out for four games with an ankle injury. Returns in a huge way. 31 points, 15 rebounds, 10 assists. That is the seventh triple-double of his career. And he is now extending his franchise record of 15 straight games of scoring at least 30 points. He's now tied with Nikola Jokic as the favorite to win MVP at plus 250. And Chelsea, they missed him because during this stretch where he missed those four games, the Sixers only went two and two. So clearly we know the difference he makes and and we see that in how the Sixers perform when he's not in there. Oh, for sure. He's the reigning MVP for a reason. Leads the NBA in points per game right now at 34.8. And I think we knew that this was coming because the Bulls were without Nikola Vucevic down low. And when you have one of your better players that is missing uh, in the post, uh, obviously Joel Embiid is going to have a field day. I'm wondering what his props were, though, because usually he's lined pretty high because you always just say, oh, well, you should have taken his props. 31, that's probably right around where his prop would have been. I think the question was how many minutes was he going to play? Played 31 minutes, looked pretty good in this game. So moving forward, I would have no reservations on playing Joel Embiid. And then just from a prop standpoint, Andre Drummond from the Bulls had 17 rebounds in this game. So maybe if Vucevic is out, that's the guy you look at to pull down some rebounds down low. Uh, He is coming off a stretch where he has had 25, 16, 23, Mm. and 17 rebounds. I had to double check that. Like 25 rebounds? Good God. Andre Drummond. (laughs) I got to yeah. you know, look into betting on some of his rebounding props. I know right now you're college basketball gal, but let me turn you into oh, an NBA guy. for one day. Gal. Yes, for one day. <laughs> just for one for a 24-hour okay. span, that's it. And then just for one day. Only when it comes to Belmont basketball. But if you had to put some money down right now on Joel Embiid or Nikola Jokic, each at plus 250, where would you put your cash? Ooh, I don't know about that. I think, do you think it's still too early in the season to make a bet like this? Because when the odds are this short, that's what makes me a little nervous, especially Mm -hmm. when Joel Embiid, over the course of his career, has had injury concerns. I know last year it wasn't the case, and it does feel like he is still a man on a mission because I think the fact that everybody's been questioning the fact that he won MVP last year has made him even more inspired this year. But I'm not counting out the Joker by any stretch of the imagination. Mm -hmm. And then you look at what SGA is doing in Oklahoma City. He is the third leading scorer in the NBA right now behind Luka Doncic, who always fills out the stat sheet. So I think it's too much of a crowd to race for me to put my money on anything right now. Just 
at those prices. Maybe when one of those big men get a little further down in the pack, but right now, mm-hmm. I don't think I'd put anything on anything. I think the narrative with Joel Embiid is it's his playoff disappointment. So he won last right. year, and people said, oh, you know, you had a great season, so congratulations, you win the MVP. And then all of a sudden, Nikola Jokic goes on, wins the title, and you sort of disappear in the playoffs, right, relative to how you did during the regular season. So that's the one thing that Joel Embiid really needs for his resume is to make a playoff run. Oh, for sure. But people don't forget. People don't forget. No, they don't. And they will hold it over his head until it happens because that's what people do. Coming up next year on the show. Yeah, Texas lost to Washington in the Sugar Bowl, but the real winner was the city of New Orleans. It is Big Easy Story Time next on the Daily Tip from BetQL presented by BetMGM. It is great to have you with us on a Wednesday. Stay right there. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. It's a Wednesday sex time. Back on the midweek edition. I'm Michael Jenkins live in DC. She's Chelsea Messenger. Live in Nashville. Well, I've been gone for two days. I got back from New Orleans last night. Texas losing to Washington in the Sugar Bowl. I was bummed. I was bummed, but I have to say that Washington is a better team. Michael Penix Jr. was unbelievable in that game. And so. I went going in, Chelsea, I went going into the Sugar Bowl with the the idea that, you know, I think we can win this game, but also I'm trying to take a big picture perspective because winning a conference title and making it this far is something I would take every single year. And so I'm upset, obviously, as a fan, you always want to win. But at the same time, I think Washington is just better than Texas. So I think once I have a couple days to calm down from watching my favorite team on the planet lose, I'll say, you know what? You lost two games this year. You won the Big 12 title. You had a chance in the final seconds of that game to actually win the Sugar Bowl. It was a great trip. And I'll be grateful for that instead of being kind of down about it, you know? Yeah, Kay and I were talking about the heartbreak standings between you and PJ. PJ Glasser, of course, went to Alabama. Uh, I believe he went to the Rose Bowl game. And his team lost as well. Uh, so we were saying, okay, so who deserves to be more heartbroken? Because at first I was like, okay, well, PJ's team lost in overtime. Does that, you know, skyrocket him in the standings? But then mm-hmm. Jenks is a fan of Texas who for the longest time, when you say Texas is back, people say it as a joke. So now yeah. Texas is officially back and it's been so long since Texas has really been on the stage. 
Alabama, on the other hand, like their fans are like, do I go to the semifinal or do I go to the national championship? <laughs> These are the decisions we always have to make. I'm like, oh, must be nice. So I think that skyrockets you to number one in the standings because Texas, you know, it's been such yeah. a long time and it felt like this was kind of the year where they had lightning in a bottle and they came so close. I will so say, close. just as a sports fan in general, all you can ask for is a good game and for your team to play well. Wouldn't you say Texas played pretty well? Like, I didn't get to see, pretty like, well. some of the second half because I had to wake up for this damn show yeah. that we do every morning. Um, but still, it felt like Texas played overall a pretty solid game. Like, yeah, they gave up 400 yards to Michael Pennis Jr., but he's a really good quarterback. Do you feel like yeah. Texas played well for the most part? Uh, Texas played okay. They had a couple of turnovers, a couple of fumbles that were huge in that game, one on the fourth quarter, which really hurt them. I wish they had tried to get more pressure on Michael Penix and they really didn't try. They tried to get pressure with a four-man front and that didn't work, so they really didn't bring a lot of blitzes. So that made me upset as a football fan. Overall, Texas played okay. We didn't play our best game, but I also have to give full credit to Washington. The fact that Texas had a chance at the end of that game to win it is remarkable because they never led in that game. So Texas played okay, but ultimately... Like you were saying, it's it's tough to absorb the L, but I just think Penix and those receivers and that team, they're just better than we are, and so that's something I'm just going to have to take, Chelsea. But at least it was a, thank God we didn't go down there and get blown up by 50 or something like that. I think that's what I was kind of alluding to, because I know it wasn't yeah. Texas's best game or else they would have won, um, but I think what you can ask for is a close game, and the fact mm -hmm. that they were still in it, despite at times, it felt like Washington was like way ahead at halftime. And they weren't. Yeah. I think that was the surprising part is that the most of the first half, it looked like Washington was the much better team, but yet the scoreboard didn't necessarily reflect it. But simply mm -hmm. from a logistic standpoint, Jenks, what kind of, you know, conundrum would you be in if Texas had won? Because, like, think about this logically. Oh, God. Would you be putting yourself in the position of saying, okay, now I've got to find a way to go to the national championship game? Like, I think that's the only silver lining is like, okay, well, yeah. now you don't have to figure out that, you know, uh, maze of a travel situation. That's true because I'm broke. I got no money. Oh, I need to get paid. <laughs> oh, my God. That trip. We had a great time. Let me tell you, the first night, I nearly didn't make it past the first night. And I owe the lovely Catherine a big time, a big time favor or two or three. Because the first night... We had an amazing time. We did a little bit of everything. We went to some nice restaurants. We went to the casino. We played blackjack. I'll tell you that story. We won some hands playing blackjack, and Catherine doesn't ever really gamble, and she was having a great time. She got the bug. We had a great New Year's. I met some friends of mine. I saw some friends from high school. I, I randomly saw three people I went to high school with. So it was amazing. But the first night, we went on a ghost tour. Catherine scheduled this was not a ghost tour this was a pub crawl this was a pub crawl and it went from this dude this random dude who was totally mailing it in saying something about the history of New Orleans it wasn't even it wasn't even scary some of these stories were just like historical perspectives on New Orleans for five minutes and then you'd be like okay let's go in here and have a drink it's like okay so we'd go in everyone would like slam a hurricane 
And then 50 minutes later, he'd walk outside, walk about five feet and be like, you know, this is what happened here a few years ago. And some people say she's still around. Let's go into this bar and have a drink. We're like, okay, four drinks, one hour. I didn't have dinner. Well, let me tell you something. I decided that it was time to sing karaoke on stage in New Orleans while hugging a hurricane. And it was not my best performance. I don't know how I got home. I know this. The Catherine said we got to the hotel. And I was like, hey, can we just can we just go back to the hotel? And she's like, honey, we're 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 here. I'm like, I know, but we could just go home. I'm just I'm I want to go to bed. And she's like, we're right here. And I go, I just want to go. And she goes, you know what? You're right. Let's go. And I was like, okay. And I just walk <laughs> walk up the stairs and we go to bed. So that was not my bet. I woke up the next morning dying, absolutely dying. But then I made it through, recovered, and things sort of tempered from there. But New Orleans almost knocked me out after one night. One night. Okay, so was that the night before New Year's Eve? Because that's the tricky part yes. of New Year's Eve weekend is that you can't yes. go out too hard on Friday because Saturday, I believe, was oh. New Year's Eve. Or was it Sunday? I don't even remember, and I don't even know. So what did you – New Year's Eve looked cool, though. Like the Peacock Room, that looked really cool. It was awesome. So I woke up on New Year's Eve, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> I – I don't know. I'd forgotten about New Orleans. I'd forgotten what this place. Strap it in, buddy. Stra and I, I remember sitting across the table from Catherine and being like, "Michael, it's one o'clock, and you absolutely are going to go out for New Year's Eve tonight. Like, there's no question about it." So I just kept hydrating, 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 eating, and I, I felt like death. And finally, about like four thirty-five, I was like. All right. All right. I got this. I got this now. I felt more like myself. And then we went and changed clothes. We had a wonderful New Year's together. That was really great. Went to the casino. Oh, let me tell you this. You ever, I'm sure this has happened to you. When your ego gets in the way, when you're playing, it could be any anything at the casino and you know better. So Catherine's like, let's just pull out a couple hundred dollars. Let's just go play blackjack or roulette and see what happens. And I was like, okay. So we sat down at one table, and it was on me. And I had 16, and normally I always hit 16, and I decided I would get cute, and I stayed. And guess what? He pulled a five. And I'm like, Michael, mm. that is your own damn fault. And so we lost $100 like that because $50 minimum at these tables. Of course, jacket oh. all the way up. I know. The cheapest tables on the floor. So we're walking around. Now we got $100 to play with. And... I was like, and I'm so mad at myself. I'm like, I know better than that. And Catherine's like, let's just find another table. Give it a shot. I was like, really? She was this time you picked the table. I was like, okay. I go, well, I like the one next to it. I like the vibe from this guy. She's like, okay. Then we sat down and we won four straight hands, including Catherine had an 11. The dealer had eight. I was like, you got to double on this. Like you got to. And she doubled. Boom, blackjack. So then we won four. Then we walked away up a few hundred dollars. And Catherine was like, let's keep it going. I was like, nope. I was like, honey, I'm mm. telling you, we got to walk. She's like, I think we can get to a grand. I was like, no, no, we can't. <laughs> no. no. We can't. I, I mean, Kat, <laughs> she got the bug and she was like, we're winning. I was like, I know. I go, babe, listen, 
We lost. Now we're up a few hundred. It's new. Let's take this cash right. It's either $50. We could lose this all in a couple hands. And so, by God, I, I convinced her. We we got up. And so we we won. And I felt much better about myself. I was like, I knew I knew how to play this game. And which, of course, half of it is luck, right? But the, for the next two hours, Catherine would lean in and be like, I think, honestly, I think we could have won $1,000 tonight. I was like, honey, I know it always seems that way. I'm telling you the fact that we won, what, three, four hands in a row, and we doubled, and we won, that is a gift. We walked, even the dealer was like, nice job, guys. Even the dealer was like, great job to you guys. And so from there, we took that money and just kept it. But then we went out to the Peacock Room in New Orleans, had a nice dinner, had some drinks, celebrated. But what was, <laughs> poor Catherine. So I'm feeling good now. And I was, I'm like, I'm going to be in my best behavior tonight. And so everything was great. And poor Catherine wanted to make one of those videos, you know, where we kiss at midnight. Okay. And. And where, you know, right as something's going down, you hit the button on your phone and it flips and it shows like yourself or the crowd. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Catherine yeah. accidentally stopped the video. So it goes five, four, three, two, done. Video's over. Oh, <laughs> no. I know. I know. She was so upset. I was like, honey, it's okay. You know, we kissed. It. We had an awesome time together. We we danced a little bit. We had a champagne toast. Like, we had a great time. But she was waiting. She had been talking about this video she was going to make for now. I was like, whatever you want to do, honey. If you make your video, I'm, I'm here for it. Just whatever you want to do. And sure enough, we were watching and cackling the next day. Three, two, video goes dark. <laughs> so oh, no. We got plenty of pictures, but the video did not work out. So I felt really bad for her. But the pictures were nice. You guys cleaned up well. I never would have guessed, guessed that you were nursing a very terrible hangover. Oh, Those pictures. God. Like, it looks great, buddy. At least by the time Thank the sun you. set. And I've been there before. Uh, remember when I went on that bachelorette party to New Orleans? Oh, yeah. New Orleans always gets you. Uh, and it's always those long, skinny drinks. Because isn't mm -hmm. that on the checklist like of things you have to do in New Orleans? Right. You have to get one of those ridiculously long. Uh, I guess you call them a hurricane. I think I got a frozen yeah. drink. Is that a hurricane? It's not, is it? Probably a daiquiri, maybe? It wasn't a daiquiri. It was some, like, thing that I had never heard of. Um mm -hmm. But still, it was a frozen drink in one of those long, skinny cups because you want the visual. You want to look absolutely ridiculous oh, walking yeah. down Bourbon Street carrying that long, skinny drink. But did you accomplish all the things that you felt like you needed to accomplish in New Orleans? Because it sounds like the itinerary you did. You did the ghost tour. You got really drunk. You got one of those long, skinny drinks. You got a nice dinner. Did you mm -hmm. get some beignets? Uh, we did have a beignet or two. I didn't need a ton. So we got that done. And then I have to tell you, I walked into the casino the first time before we played blackjack, and I hear, Michael Jenkins? Michael? And I turn, and these are my friends, Stacy and Steven from high school that got married. I couldn't believe it. And then I was really taken aback. I got a call from my friend. So I, I visit with them, and I'm like, oh, my God, what are you guys doing here? They were there for the game. And then I get a call from my friend Donnie. My friend Donnie, who I was really tight with in college, we went to high school together, but he was a senior when I was a freshman, so we weren't really tight then. We became tighter when we went to college. I haven't seen Donnie in, in 20 years, and he calls me and goes, I hear that you're in New Orleans. I was like, yep, I'm here. He goes, I got to see you. Like, let's, let's find a way to meet up at the Sugar Bowl. So at halftime of the Sugar Bowl, 
we're you know we're talking to each other like i'm here i'm here and he comes up to me and I almost cried and he just looks at me and goes my best friend and just gave me the biggest hug he's like i haven't seen you in 20 years and oh my god and so yes it was awesome that i saw all of these people we did i mean i got drunk we had amazing dinners we had beignets. We saw the football game. Catherine popped into a million shops. And then finally, I'll throw in, she wanted to pop into a jewelry shop to look at rings. Because we're going to get married at some point. Uh, you know what I watched Catherine try on? And, of course, these people have no idea what my budget is. Catherine mentioned something to me about a pear-shaped diamond. And the woman, who we weren't talking to, goes, oh, I have pears reaches in and pulls out the biggest rings I've ever seen in my life. And I look at the price tag on this one ring, $342,000. Oh my god! Oh yeah. I was like- She thought you big roller, huh? Uh, well, she was talking to a mini roller, and she had no idea. Why don't we cut the three zeros off of that? How about $342? How does that sound? Oh, but, no. gosh. Woo! She was like, we'll give you a bottle of champagne. I was like, you don't give me half the store for this. <laughs> We're talking NFL. It's next on the Daily Tip. Thank you, presented by Madam Jam. Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on The Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to The Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins, presented by Bet MGM on the BetQL Network. Show. It is a daily tip from BetQL presented by Madam Jim. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday. I'm Michael Jenkins. She is Chelsea Messenger. Coming up in a bit, an early look at the top week 18 games in the NFL with playoff implications on the line and a battle for the division in Miami. All right, Chelsea, enough for me talking your ear off. What did you do over the weekend? I will say this because this is pertinent to you. Is it as I was walking in the Superdome, I had someone stop me and say, hey, I watch you guys all the time. I love the show. Introduced me to his wife. Very nice guy. I don't know if he was a Washington. I think he was a Texas fan. He was going in and he said, I guess he watches us on Twitch. I forget the guy's name. Very nice guy. That was a pleasant surprise and unexpected in New Orleans. Ooh, a fan in the wild. Always a great yeah. experience when somebody's yeah. saying something good about you as opposed to, yeah, watch you, you guys. It's terrible. What are you guys yammering <laughs> on about all the time? Uh, so that was nice. I feel like I miss that. I miss going to live sporting events and like seeing the random people. Because what mm-hmm. you kind of mentioned was like the random people that you'll bump into that you haven't seen in just a long time. Like, isn't that part of the thrill of like going out? is the best feeling is like those people that you're not close enough with to make plans but people Mm -hmm. that you enjoy seeing like i think i missed that part about because we both you still work for the commanders uh but what i most miss the most about working like in tv where i'm uh boots on the ground covering live events is just like running Mm -hmm. into people that like i said like at this stage of my life i'm not going to make plans with them 
but it's nice to see them. Yeah, absolutely. And it almost got crazy because before I left, you know, I do this podcast with Fred Smoot, the commanders and Smoot, <laughs> we were in the conference room at an Ashburn and Smoot goes, Jinx, I think I may come to New Orleans this weekend. I may join you. And I was like, oh my God, this will be wild. And I was like, if you want to, man, just shoot me a text. We'll get together. And then someone goes, Fred, the commanders play on Sunday. You can't go this weekend. And he goes, oh, you need to be at the game. You know, remember this NFL team that you cover? But I think that's a really good point that you make is you're not going to spend time with someone for the next two days that, you know, but if you know them well enough, it's cool to have those moments where you can spend some time visiting. And that is one of the cool things like you were saying about being out in the wild and kind of being out and about, because I really don't do it that much. Yeah. Commander somewhat, but not nearly as much as I used to. And I know you used to do the very same. And also when you are at a college game, specifically when you're mm -hmm. around other people that went to your school, that has to be a great feeling. Like when you have so many shared experiences and I think that's why people love being fans of teams because it's that camaraderie and that feeling that you're a part of something larger than yourself. So I would imagine the vibes were sky high for Texas fans and seeing all those Texas people, because that's not that long of a trip from people who are probably, you know, Texas natives. New Orleans is yeah. not, you know, the other side of the moon. So I would imagine there was a probably uh, a big fan base there. Because like I said, it's been a while since Texas has been in the national picture. Mm. So I would imagine most Texans fans, Texas fans, Really made a point to get to New Orleans. Oh, yeah. It was it was 70-30 Texas. Easy. The Sugar Bowl was all – there was one section for Washington. It was all Texas. And I think what you were saying is is a very, very good point, which is it's not necessary – it is about the game, but it's about the experience. Mm -hmm. And even Catherine, I think it finally hit her. She was like, we have to go on more road trips now. And, I, and she was serious. She brought it up. She was like – I. We need to get more gear. We need to go on more trips. And so I think she understood that, yeah, the game is a part of it, but it's more about the camaraderie, going out, connecting with people, experiencing a different city. And the game, of course, is the thing, but it's everything surrounding it that makes you feel like, oh, I'm a part of something here. We're all a part of something. And that's when you get sold on a particular team, a particular whether it's in college pros, whatever. Oh, for sure. Uh, so it sounds like a great time. Um, hopefully my teams will be a little bit better next year. I'm looking because here's the difference between you and me. You were talking okay. about, you know, Texas and the college football semifinal. I was looking up Tankathon and seeing the latest standings for my Tennessee uh. Titans. I was like, damn it, Titans. Don't win any more games. Right now we're tied with the Giants and the Chargers. We need to lose this weekend, and we need to be rooting for the Giants and the Chargers. So, yeah, it's a little different when you're rooting for something entirely on the different side of the spectrum. <laughs> it's very true. Well, that's all right, Chelsea. You've had success before. I know it's going to happen again. Let's get into some of these games for Week 18 in the NFL. Of course, a lot of things are on the line, be it a playoff position, a playoff slot, a division title, and and maybe the biggest game of the weekend is in Miami. The Bills are visiting the Dolphins. The Bills are laying three points. They're minus 165 on the money line. The Dolphins are plus 140, and the total is set at 50. The winner of this game wins the AFC East and also captures the number two seed 
in the AFC, what is going to happen here? Well, before we get into the actual game, remember when we talked about taking the Bills to win the AFC East at 2-1? to one? What was it, mm-hmm. two weeks ago? Okay, so now it's decision time. Shall I hedge? Do I take the other side at plus 140 and guarantee myself some money here? Or do I let it ride and say, okay, I think Buffalo's winning this game. Might as well just sit on my two-to-one ticket for Buffalo to win the AFC East. Ooh, nah, stick with the Bills. I like the Bills. I don't believe in the Dolphins at all. You just keep that ticket. That's what I would do. But it, I mean, I, I can't. it's your money, so I don't want to influence you one way or the other. I don't think I would anyway. But I, I just, I think Buffalo the way they're playing right now. And they, Buffalo has, they've sort of evolved in a very interesting way, whereas now the Bills are more of a run-first team. They're not necessarily relying on Josh Allen to throw the ball around, which is not something we're accustomed to seeing. So they've had lower-scoring games, more grinded-out games. But I'm just not a believer in the Dolphins. Again, I keep belaboring this point. One win over a team with a winning record this season. That is the Cowboys. And we saw the Dolphins and them just get mollywopped last week. I think the Bills are good enough to win outright and cover this number. I'm going to be on Buffalo. I don't think I'm going to make it one of my plays because the only thing that is kind of creeping in the back of my mind is we always talk Mm -hmm. about this when you bet on the NFL is trying to see buy low and sell high situations. Because if you look at this game, wouldn't you say that the public's probably all all over Buffalo uh, because of the reasons you stated? I think the narrative out now is that the Dolphins can't play with the best teams in the NFL. And I feel like there's been some close games, like, you know, uh, that one against the Cowboys. I guess they won that one. But still, it does feel like maybe the Bills are due for, like, a little bit of a letdown. But this line's only three. So... I'm still leaning towards the Bills here, but I don't think it's going to make the card for me just for the reason that I feel like at some point the Bills have to like have a little stumbling block. Like maybe it was against the Chargers. They only won that game by two. Maybe you can count that and say, okay, the Bills got their stuff together after that one, uh, beat the Patriots by six. I don't know. This game just feels like there could be some chaos afoot, especially in Miami. Well, there might be, and you're right. The Bills have had a nice run here. Will they have a letdown? It certainly won't be because a lack of motivation. Again, the division title online, which is hard to believe because Buffalo was left for dead just not too long ago. I got to ask about your Titans. The Jags are in town. Jags are laying five and a half points. Jags minus 225 on the money line. The Titans are plus 185. Total set at 40. This spread has gone up two points from Jags minus three and a half. Total down a half point from 40 and a hook. The Jags can win the AFC South with a victory. They can still make the playoffs with a loss, but they will have to have some help. The reason why this line continues to increase and move towards Jacksonville is because of Trevor Lawrence returning. But is it too many points now, Chelsea? You're the Titans gal. Well, also, we might get Ryan Tannehill in this game, which is not a good thing for the Tennessee Titans. He has had some good games, but he is a shell of his former self. And I was just talking about the Tankathon website. 
Right now, the Titans have no business winning games. There are three teams that are sitting at 5 and 11. And because of, I think, strength of schedule or something, the Giants and the Mm -hmm. Chargers sit ahead of the Titans. If the Titans win and the Jets lose, the Jets also pass up Tennessee in the draft order. So I feel like there is a big difference between, you know, five, the fifth overall pick and the ninth overall pick. So I feel like the Titans, like if it's close, they're not going to want to win this game, or at least they shouldn't. Like I can see Mike Vrabel being super competitive, like, no, we're going to win this game. Uh, but he shouldn't again. And he's going to have Ryan Tannehill probably starting since Will Levis is a little banged up. I don't know. Buyer beware on my Titans this week. You know, I I kind of like your Titans. Plus five and a half. Here's the thing. Even if Trevor Lawrence returns and the Jags will be motivated, the Jags just have not looked good at all. Aren't they two and four in their last six? And even if Trevor Lawrence returns and the line is telling you that he will, he's not going to be 100%. And when he was hobbled before and did not look good, on the field, he wasn't effective. So I think this is way too many points, especially on the road. And knowing Mike Vrabel, we know Mike Vrabel as a dog tends to do his best work. I know you're hoping for that high draft pick. And I know Ryan Tannehill doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. I think I would lean Titans here and grab the points, grab the five and a half. What other game on the board interests you this weekend? Uh, I think for me, the Bears and the Packers. Uh, this is a game mm-hmm. where the Bears can play spoiler. The Bears don't have a lot to play for. The Packers certainly do. Um, But Justin Fields is still playing for his job. And we saw it last week, the emotional kind of coming together of the fans when they were chanting his name. That was like a cool moment. So we know the Bears are a team that if I'm looking at the Tankathon website correctly, they do have the first (laughs) overall pick. So Justin Fields still certainly has something to prove here, even though the Bears as a team do not. So kind of like the Bears getting three. You know what? I like that as well. Justin Fields has gotten a lot better, and that Bears defense has been really, really good down the stretch. Coming up next year in the show, it is almost playoff time in the NFL, so we'll throw out some topics, put our heads on a swivel, and play read and react. That is next on the Daily Tip from BetQL, presented by BetMGM. Hour 2, coming your way next. For more, listen to the Daily Tip, presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.